0: Entrepreneur on Fire, 831.
1: A lot of entrepreneurs talk to too many mentors and too many people are in their ears. A lot of times you guys just need to follow your intuition and go do it. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite.
0: Looking for detailed advice on how to start your own business? Order the Entrepreneur's Toolkit today with my special offer from The Great Courses. Visit thegreatcourses.com slash fire. That's thegreatcourses.com slash fire. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50 plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation, Jolly Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Ryan Westwood. Ryan, are you prepared to ignite?
1: Heck yes.
0: All right. Ryan is an experienced entrepreneur and Inc. 500 CEO who has successfully exited two companies. Additionally, he is a contributor at Forbes. Currently, he's building his next venture, Outbox Systems. He is an active public speaker and frequent keynote presenter on entrepreneurship. Ryan, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight, so share more about you personally and expound upon your biz.
1: So uh, Outbox Systems is an integration platform company. We think there's tons of companies out there um, that are building uh, software, and we think there's very few connecting software. So that's the focus of, of Outbox. Um, I'm a lifelong entrepreneur, um, been building businesses since I was a kid, leaving on my bike, uh, leaving elementary school to rent out kiosks and sell cards. So um, kind of been a lifelong thing that I've just known and I wanted to do and loved.
0: And what's your current situation? Where are you at? Family?
1: So a uh, family, daughter that's two, been married about 10 years and uh, live here in Utah, grew up early in Philadelphia, spent some time for school in London, uh, served a, um, a service mission in Florida, Tampa, and the rest of the time I've lived here in Utah.
0: Wow. Well, Ryan, you've been around, my friends. Sounds like you have a great family slash family life out there in Utah. My favorite location in the world, by the way, to snow ski. Both Alta and Utah are calling my name right now. (laughs) But we're going to focus on your journey, my friends. But before we even get into that, we're going to start with a success quote. So share your quote and why you chose it.
1: My quote is the person who says it cannot be done should not interrupt the person doing it. I think. I think all too often, entrepreneurs take advice from people that they should not.
0: So Ryan, this is really an impactful quote because I'm sure there's been a lot of times in your life as an entrepreneur where people have said, Ryan, that shouldn't be done or why are you doing that or you're wasting your time. Like, Why should our listeners, Fire Nation, really take heed of this message? What does it mean to you at its core?
1: I think the big key here is... That a lot of people will tell you you can't do it and they're not the people you should be talking to. Um, If they haven't had a significant exit or built a business, then their advice is probably not merited. And I think a lot of businesses get thwarted before they get started because people take advice from people that aren't doing it.
0: You know, that word thwarted doesn't get used enough on my show, Ryan, so I'm glad you brought it back. I'm gonna start using it, thwarted, I just love that. You know, maybe it's because I just went and started The Hobbit, which is, by the way, an amazing movie, Fire Nation, IMAX 3D, it's the only way to watch it. I was literally ducking at certain scenes. Ryan, let's shift to your journey as an entrepreneur, my friend. You've had some ups, you've had some sideways movements, But we're going to talk about a failure right now. We're going to talk about a struggle, an obstacle that Ryan Westwood has faced at some point in his journey. So Ryan, we don't get vague here. We don't get peripheral. We really get specific in that moment in time. So take us to that moment in time. Tell us that story.
1: Okay, so it's 4.30 in the afternoon and um, I'm looking at the bank account and I think, okay, everything's good to go. Um, we've got the money we need for payroll the next day. We're, we're about a year and a half in and um, I'm running a tech support company at the time. And I wake up the next morning and I realize there's $10,000 missing from the account that was there at 4.30 the day before. <laughs> and I'm going where did this go? And I'm trying to research where, you know, where this withdrawal is coming from and I find out that somebody had purchased a couple servers from us and then just charged it back and locked the closet. So they mm. kept the servers and they withdrew the money with the chargeback. So I'm uh, at this point I'm like we're going to miss payroll in a couple hours if I don't do something and I can't figure out you know why these people are stealing from us why they've kept these servers and charged it back and kept the money so i immediately think of two things one is i need to find out why they've done this and get a hold of them i get a hold of them and they tell me that it was a someone in middle management made a mistake and that they're really sorry but any entrepreneur that understands the chargeback process it is miserable for the entrepreneur because mm. they'll charge it back and then you get charged fees even when they commit fraud against you you get fees as the entrepreneur. On top of that, you have to commit to a 30-day timeframe when you're going to respond to them on the chargeback, but they have no commitment on when they'll respond to you. So then when you win, there's no commitment on when they'll give you the money either. So the system is not really set up for (laughs) entrepreneurs. So I get on the phone and they're like, yeah, we're, we're sorry, but they can't be reversed it's going to be 60 days but i got a payroll in 2 hours it's going to hit the bank if i don't make this happen so um i basically go to the whiteboard and say okay what are our options and one of them was we've got this account with this rehabilitation center that we could close today um but it was supposed to close in, in but that friday a few days later so what i decided to do is drive over there and i drove over i found the decision maker the ceo he was in his truck And he told me, you know what? We do want to do it. We want to buy these computers and do this deal with you. But we can't because I don't have a business check um, on me. So I convinced him to write a personal check and transfer the money. And I ran to the bank, deposited it, payroll hit. And I walked in like a cool cat and my employees didn't know what happened.
0: (laughs) Oh, so Ryan, there's so many questions that are circling in my little devious mind right now. But you know... The first thing that I really want to start with is like, what would have happened if you had not somehow made it under the under the gun, so to speak? Like what would have happened? I mean, you know, obviously beyond your people not getting paid, but like, what are those ramifications?
1: Oh, we would have we would have lost key employees. Um, I think morale would have been killed. And in the business we were in, it was very every day was critical for revenue. Um, When you're selling a service, typically to small businesses and consumers, very transactional. So we would have to get a certain amount of revenue every day. So one day out would kill your profit for the month.
0: Man, I mean, such a fine line sometimes. It's such a fine line. Now, whatever happened to that company um, that made that charge back. Did that end up just ever coming back to you after 60 days or was there some devious stuff going on there?
1: It did. It finally came back. So we won the chargeback and then we got the money, but it was about 75 days later. That tells you how bad the chargeback system is, is. Even when they when it's clear that it's either fraud or a mistake on their part, it still took 75 days to get that money.
0: So is it easy to actually make a chargeback happen? I mean, how did this guy in middle oh, management, yeah. he just he just said, oh, no, that's not right. Like, I'm just going to charge it back?
1: Yeah, he, you just log on to the Amex site. And on American Express specifically, it's so consumer-friendly that you just log on and say, you know, I don't want to pay this. It's actually a huge problem right now around Christmas. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs experience this. They People don't want to... Um, pay the bill or they want to clear room on their card for Christmas gifts. So they'll just go in and be like, ah, uh, you know, they can, they can charge up to, you know, nine months. So it might be three months ago. They'll go in and go, yeah, you know what? I just want to charge this back, get a gift for my son. And so during December, specifically a hard thing for entrepreneurs when they'll start pouring in.
0: Man, that is fascinating and not a great way for entrepreneurs. So Ryan, Let's do a shift now. I mean, I feel like you did a great job there, taking us to that moment, telling us that story. I mean, I felt like I was there for you, just being like, ah, can you just write me a personal check for 10 grand? I mean, we're good for it. Let's make this happen. And again, lessons learned there all over the place. I love that. But let's talk now about a light bulb that went on at some point in your journey, an epiphany moment, an aha moment. Obviously, Ryan, you've had two successful exits, my friend. You've had many of these. You probably had two before breakfast. But tell us one, one story of one aha moment that you've had that's turned into success.
1: One of the big moments is I was sitting down to lunch with the CIO of Oracle. So here he is, He's he was the CIO for Tom Siebel at Siebel Systems. He's now the CIO for Larry Ellison, You know, third wealthiest man in the world, yeah. and I'm having lunch with him. And it dawns on me, this guy puts his pants on every day the same way I do. This guy is not that much different than I am or many entrepreneurs. And that's when everything changed for me because the way I approached um, venture capitalists and, entre- and investors was totally different from that day on because I felt more like a peer. And it was a mindset change where I realized, man, these guys are not that much different and too many entrepreneurs buy into the story.
0: So now that we know this, Ryan, now that we're armed with this knowledge that, you know what, Richard Branson, you know what, Mark Cuban, you name it, these successful entrepreneurs are getting up in the morning, you know, they're dehydrated, they're putting their clothes on, their pants on one one leg at a time, you know, they're having the same issues with weight, with food, with whatever it might be. How do we use that to our benefit now?
1: I think you can get on a personal level, and I think specifically when you're pitching investors. I mean when I've raised money, it's been the last two minutes I've talked about my company. I've related to the human being and, and their lives and spent the majority of the conversation connecting, and then at the last, oh, here's what my business does. And I think ultimately that's what they're looking for is somebody that they relate to and as an entrepreneur, they want to bet on. The idea comes second.
0: Relate to the human being, Fire Nation. If there's nothing that you take away from this interview today or from whatever it might be in your life, I mean, just realize we're humans. When you're dealing with humans, relate to humans as if they are, because they are. That's the reality. And Ryan, you've had a lot of incredibly proud moments. Let's be honest. I know those two exits that we've talked about. Some other things have been really proud on your radar, rightfully so. But if you could take us to the moment that you would consider your proudest entrepreneurial moment, what would it be and why?
1: I was sitting in the back of our company Christmas party and I was looking out, seeing all of these families and employees and I was beyond proud. I just was. It was one of those moments of joy when you go, I just created something from nothing. What's more cool than that? And you're looking around saying, all these people are feeding their families. All these people are having success in their life because of this idea I decided to act on. And that moment of seeing all those people together was just like an absolute moment of joy. I just sat there thinking, this is awesome. I love what I do. I could, you know, as an employee, I would never have the opportunity to create something like this and look around and see, you know, something like, it was just awesome.
0: Now that is awesome. But I do want to ask you this question. Was it a hundred percent joy or was it like 99% joy and 1% like, oh, and by the way, come January 1st, like we're back to business because I have a responsibility to these employees, to these families, to what I've created here. Or were you just in the moment?
1: I was in the moment, but I would say the the 1% for me is more, man, I wish more people were in this room.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Love that mentality. And Ryan, speaking of which, you have a lot of cool things going on right now. I would love for you to really take a second here, step up and just share with Fire Nation, what has you most fired up right now in your entrepreneurial world today?
1: So I would say I've been involved in a nonprofit that's 25 years old that's in support of entrepreneurs, and we've been helping entrepreneurs connect to capital. We've been help- we've been educating them, and um, I think it's just been a smashing success watching entrepreneurs develop. There's something about seeing an entrepreneur grow in his career um, that's imme- just immediate satisfaction for me. And so as much as it's been great for me to have success, it's been even funner to watch these other entrepreneurs succeed, which is why I love your show, John. I mean, uh, Entrepreneur on Fire does that very thing, Um, just gets entrepreneurs excited and realizing their potential.
0: So I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but I'm just kind of curious personally. And if you don't have a great example, that's totally cool, but... Is there somebody that you've seen you know, through this venture that you're fired up about that has just gone on to do great things? And if so, who is it and what are they doing?
1: So there's a, there's a couple companies that I've been really excited about and watching. Um, one of them actually started called Job Piper. Um, that was really excited that started looking at how you can better hire your employees. But the biggest one and the most exciting one is called Lionheart. Lionheart was this single mom who had a couple kids with disabilities, life-threatening disabilities, and she could not manage all the things going on in her life. She had um, doctor's visits, tests, prescriptions, all this stuff. And she drops this big notebook on my desk and says – I manage all this as a mom. I want to build software that manages the lives of mothers on their smartphones uh, that have kids with disabilities and uh, I l- immediately love the idea um, invested in her company, and um, she has had nothing i mean nothing but huge success in building this app and getting adoption
0: i mean it sounds like she is well and aptly named Lionheart for her company. I love that. And Ryan, I want to talk about Outbox Systems for a second. I mean, what was your true inspiration? I mean, we brushed over it in the intro, but what like is Outbox Systems doing in the world, and what do you want to share about it?
1: So. I was super irritated at my last company because it was so difficult to get our different systems to work together and become more efficient. And so I, I had a couple employees who I asked if they could help me with the problem. And I started thinking, there's got to be more entrepreneurs having the same issue where you get to a certain point in growth that you say, I need to streamline things. How can I be more efficient?
0: You can't see me, Ryan, but I'm raising my hands. Just so
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the, the first thing I did... Is I went out to Dice and I posted these guys resumes and said, you know, just kind of said these are the things they do and I got lit up with emails from different entrepreneurs saying that they had the same problem, that they needed help with it. And so when I got that I thought, This is this is gold. I've gotta do this. So Immediately, I decided I'm going to go talk to some of these software companies and see if they need integrations and their customers need integrations to make things work more efficiently. And they did. And immediately the leads started pouring in from our SaaS partners. And we had a massive rapid. I mean, we grew by 45 people in our first year because it was just a, it was a, a need that we were filling in the market based on, you know, pain I was experiencing and others were as well.
0: Fire Nation, that's really what I want you to focus on right here is Ryan. He had a pain. He had a struggle. He had an obstacle he was dealing with that was real and he knew it was real. It was a void that wasn't being filled in the marketplace. So, When he had time, when he had bandwidth, he went ahead and filled that void. And and that's what we all as entrepreneurs should be doing, especially when we're in the search phase, especially when we're in that phase of what am I going to dedicate my bandwidth, my energy to? Very valuable stuff. And Ryan, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50-plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. I feel lucky to have a strong thirst for knowledge. Learning from books or online courses is one of my favorite ways to be continuously improving. In fact, I recently learned about The Great Courses. They've been around for 25 years and have more than 500 courses on a variety of subjects. My favorite so far, a series called The Entrepreneur's Toolkit. In it, entrepreneurial professor Michael Goldsby shares detailed advice for entrepreneurs who are looking to start and grow their own business. What I love most about this series is that Michael leaves nothing out. You can watch or listen to The Great Courses with online downloads and streaming via their apps or order courses on DVDs or CDs. For a limited time, The Great Courses has a special offer for us, Fire Nation. Order from eight of their best-selling courses and you'll get up to 80% off the original price for a limited time only. To order the Entrepreneur's Toolkit with my special offer from The Great Courses, visit thegreatcourses.com fire. That's thegreatcourses.com fire. Ryan, welcome to the Lightning Rounds, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Great. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: I think a lot of times you need successes to build up in your life, so that you know that you can do it. So my first venture I did after work, and it was really unsexy, and it was a vending company, and I did it for about six months and sold it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I just know what I, it's on." And so that was when I started my next company. But I think it's just building small successes, and maybe not, maybe not taking the full leap in you know upfront. But I had to kind of ease myself into the idea of you know the paycheck being completely on my own merit.
0: What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: There's a book called The Oz Principle. And the quote in the book that I love is see it, own it, solve it, do it. And when you're an entrepreneur, you have to see problems and not first of all just listen to outside help, be open to feedback. It's very critical. And then solve the problems. In, that you see going on, and just get out there and do it. Get stuff done. And I think that um, if entrepreneurs applied that uh, accountability, instead of making excuses, blaming people, or not, or saying that's not in my job description, the success you can have is unlimited.
0: Share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success.
1: I would say um, meditation. Uh, meditation, scripture study. I like to spend about a a solid hour doing that. Um, I even block out time to read books on my schedule. I think that uh, as an entrepreneur, thinking strategically and taking that time out of the tactical day-to-day is critical to success. You get your head out of it and you figure out what's really going on. Do
0: you have an internet resource that you can recommend to our listeners?
1: I actually spend a lot of time on Forbes. I love Forbes.com. I think the entrepreneurial channel is excellent. And that's why I started writing for Forbes is I spend a lot of time reading it. I also love Harvard Business Review. I get uh, my parents every year give me a subscription to Harvard Business Review because I'm a junkie for years. I've been reading that magazine.
0: Ryan, don't you have any pull over at Forbes? Where's the Forbes podcast, my friends?
1: I know. So uh, the, the actual um, head of the entrepreneurship channel for Forbes is, is actually coming to work for a PR firm locally in Utah. And uh, they're bringing some new people in. So we really have his ear. So I'll see what I can do, John.
0: Pull some strings, buddy. I mean, Forbes is this huge conglomerate. Like, Let's get some audio content out there as well. And if you could recommend one book for our listeners, Ryan, what would it be and why?
1: It's the breakthrough company. I don't hear about it enough. If everybody um, talks about good to great, but good to great is focused on companies that are already established, long-time enterprise-type companies. Breakthrough company does the exact same thing, but it takes all the companies that made the Inc. 500 list since 1983, and it dissects them and figures out which ones were the breakthrough companies. There's nine companies they follow that made it to billion-dollar companies from small companies, um, with a couple million in revenue, and they they follow the whole process. And it is incredible book. It's not a bubblegum book. It's very meaty. And again,
0: putting you on the spot here, Ryan, but is there a takeaway that you can specifically remember from that book that you think is powerful?
1: Um, the biggest one was in crisis mode communicate. I think that too many times we don't think, okay, our employees need to understand what's the problem, when it will be solved, and how we're moving forward. Get out there and communicate and paint the vision.
0: In crisis mode, communicate. Love that message. In Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. Ryan, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: So I would actually leave my laptop and go out and build relationships uh, so that I can start to build my team
0: relationships fire nation and Ryan let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you. Then we'll say goodbye.
1: Uh, the best way to connect with me is Ryan W at Outboxsystems.com is my email address. And my last piece of, uh, last piece of guidance is to just go do it. Um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, um, talk to too many mentors and too many people are in their ears. And uh, a lot of times you guys just need to follow your intuition and go do it.
0: Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Ryan and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Ryan in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with all of these great resources and links we've been chatting about today. And Ryan, Thank you, my friend, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. If you're digging this podcast thing, check out our podcast workshop today at freepodcastworkshop.com. See you there.